0: Listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9 a.m., you can hear what the Bible says about past, current, and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we're here, and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, David Lille, and today we have Donna Shepard joining us to discuss this question that we often ask ourselves If I'm a Christian, why am I unhappy? An important question. Welcome, Donna. Thanks, Donna. Um, you're a psychologist, and uh, if anybody's been listening, you were played on air uh, just a couple of weeks ago uh, with the with the the uh, subject of it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. So this is kind of supplementing that discussion. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, Donna's a psychologist, and if there's anything that um, <laughs> I believe we need out in the field, it's Christian psychologists. Those who hold on to Jesus. Man, that's such an important place to be. Now, I ask a question: What's um, what's your most uh, what's the most exciting or best thing about the work that you do, Donna?
1: Well, I know that Jesus talks to us through our minds, and He talks to us. We hear Him when we're still, and what I love about my job is that I get to help people. Tidy up all the noise in their heads, mm. so that they are in a much better place to hear Jesus.
0: I like the way you say that. Uh, all the noise in their heads, things that just saw all over the shop, and you're trying to make it uh, make it make sense. Just just calm calm the storm, you know. Like mm. uh, bring some bring some peace to that. So that's uh, that's really cool. Hey, um, just a reminder to our listeners: you can you can download the Faith FM app, or you can go onto the. Um, Website you to listen to previous episodes. Today's a bonus to be able to have um, Donna come in and, and talk to us about this. We've titled it uh, Faith Over Feelings as you talk about this question. Um, I'm a Christian. Wow, why am I unhappy? So Donna, we're going to start with a amazing experience that you had because there's something else that you enjoy that I totally don't enjoy. <laughs> and uh, it's still a mystery to me how some people enjoy running. Is that, that's what you enjoy, right? Yeah, I
1: do. I love running.
0: Yeah, I remember um, in the city, the, the casino. Where was city to casino. City to casino. <laughs> you know, Luther and me had finished our two and a half k run, and then I saw you running. I think you did a ten k. No, eleven. No, that twelve k. Yeah,
1: store.
0: yeah. And the funny thing was, as we we're, as we're going back on the bus to go to our car, you're smiling and running, and I'm thinking, oh, how does this woman enjoy <laughs> enjoy this? But yeah, Donna, can, can you share with us, uh how we're we going to yeah, How you're going to Introduce this topic Of uh, I'm a Christian You know why, why why, am I unhappy
1: Yeah So I want to kind of start By explaining Two bits of uh, Definitions And then I'll run into My explanation Uh So we, when we talk about feelings, feelings are the re- emotional or mental reactions we have to some things or a sensitivity towards something. Whereas a state of mind is a particular condition that someone or something is in at a particular time. It's about the quality of your experience. And so it kind of surpasses what's going on. So, for example, on... Yeah. Um, in June, long weekend in June, I went up to Launceston to do the Launceston Running Festival. I did the half marathon, so twenty one and 21.1K. <laughs> Um, Yes, you know. Uh, yes, yes. crazy. Going, it. You going enjoy straight it. Up, up to my assessment early in the morning. But anyway, so I had a plan going in. What I was going to do is I was going to just focus on one K at a time, and I was going to keep my eye on my watch every now and again. And the only numbers I wanted to see on my watch was six, anything between six minutes and seven minutes and twenty nine seconds for each K. I needed to do that as long as possible so that when I did get tired I could keep my K's under 9 because I wanted to beat my time of 2 hours and 50 minutes and for the first 12 K's I did that I managed to focus on my running so I paid lots of attention to my watch and everything as it was going on to maybe my I don't know 12 K's or like no 13, 14 kind of started to slow down it wasn't it wasn't, it was less than eight, but it was more than seven and a half minutes. Around the 14 to the 17, I actually felt tired, and so I started to slow down a little bit more. But what happened is I started to notice how I was feeling. Mm. I was thirsty, but I really needed to go to the toilet so I couldn't drink, and I was feeling tired, and I was. Having all sorts of doubts. Now, between 18 to 19 k, I saw the 10 k runners come up. In my mind, they started at 11 o'clock, which mean it had already been three hours. And I thought, well, this is a waste of time. Mm. And so,
0: been there.
1: <laughs> I was so discouraged. I thought, well, you really and. As I was getting discouraged, I was coming up to a water station. I thought you really need to drink. Oh, you really, really need to go to the toilet. Mm-hmm. So I stopped. I went to the toilet. Get a I drink, had a drink, drink, and then I kept running. But I wasn't really looking at my watch. I was just saying, "You just need to finish."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I finished. I got the medal. I stopped my watch, and guess what? It said two hours and fifty three minutes. Wow! And I felt so horrible because for the first for the first half of the race. I was focusing on, you know, I was disciplined. It was a state of mind. I was putting myself in a state of mind to complete my race. And in the last five Ks, I started focusing on Your my feelings. feelings.
0: So in the first part of the race, it's fair to say that you were at a good pace. You had oh, yeah. good time until... I was, you I was again, focused. I'm tired now, and I'm tired, and uh, I, need to do, I need to get a drink, I need to get a toilet. Can I ask, how, how much time do you think uh, lapsed from... Going off You know Going off to get your, your Going to the loo And then getting a drink And then
2: Probably
1: just I don't know That three minutes that Three I spoke, minutes That ah.
3: if
1: I If I hadn't I think what happened to there Is because I started To get disconcerted I started to Slow down mm-hmm. Physically
0: mm-hmm.
1: And so I think That last four minutes I would have gotten there And I would have Beat my personal best time
0: Wow Okay So you make a point there That as soon as you started to Be more aware Of I'm tired I need this I need that that's when the pace slowed and that's where you started giving yourself uh, permission excuses and permission <laughs> um, also the races that you saw at the 10k runners you thought uh, you know oh there's no point yeah. there's no point trying this so I'm just going to Yeah,
1: distracted by what was going on around me but in a, and often we do that. It was yeah. a, it was a very much a false perception. They did not start at eleven; they started at ten thirty. Half so an hour I was, difference. I was still I was still well within my time.
0: Wow. <laughs> okay. So that was just in June. Yeah, June long yeah. weekend. Yeah. So we we use that illustration because we're going to get into that discussion about Joseph. Ah, oh, Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Looking at Joseph. Um, and making sure that we, we're trying to encourage our listeners. If you're all listening there, um, to to this illustration, you know, at times that we've focused on our feelings and we've lost sight or lost uh, focus of what we're, we're meant to be going, our direction, our goals, what we're meant to be going towards. So that's what we're talking about, yeah. Yeah. So we've got a listener question for you. That this uh, today, our listener question is. What's your favourite phrase? Is there a popular phrase, a common phrase that you've heard, maybe a friend has shared with you, or something that um, you know you've got online, or a Bible promise that gets you through the hard times? Share with us. Share with us that, that phrase or a Bible promise that gets you through the hard times. You can text that through to zero four double eight double eight zero and eight nine one four double eight double eight zero eight nine one what's your favorite phrase or even a Bible promise that gets you through the hard times so as you tune in as you tune into what we're talking about I, I hope that t- that today is a encouragement to you and that um, you'll find that, uh, that having faith over feelings is indeed something that'll help us through our troublous troubled times and so this first one that we to go through an awesome hymn It's called It Is Well With My Soul, and it's by Chris Rice. Chris Rice, It Is Well With My Soul. I pray it's well with your soul.
4: When peace like a river attendeth my way, When sorrows like sea billows roll Whatever my lot You have taught me to say It is well, it is well With my soul It is well My soul, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trial should come, let this blessed assurance control. Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed His own blood for my soul It is well with my soul It is well Soul. My sin Oh the bliss Of this glorious thought My sin Not in part But the whole my soul
0: Faith FM, and we're talking with Donna Shepherd, a psychologist, on the topic of faith over feelings. As we discuss this question I'm a Christian, why am I unhappy? And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, Donna spoke on it's okay to be to, to not be okay, and this kind of supplements um, what she discussed then. So, Donna, where do we head now that we've discussed about your experience of running in Launceston? <laughs> uh, those crucial three minutes that you needed and uh, because you focused on being tired and need to, to have a drink and etc, cetera, etc cetera. Um, you found out later that oh I could have actually got a really good time if I hadn't done that what are, you, who are we talking about or what are we talking about
1: okay Joseph so we, he starts having a focus when he was around 17 so God has given him these dreams and what he's done is In his inexperience and naivety, he shared these dreams. He's gone, and it's not just that he shared them, but it's how he shared them. So for him, he was very feelings-driven. He was very excited about this, and he was privileged, and he wanted to share that experience with his brothers and his father.
0: So when you say naive, he's not naive in sharing dreams. He's naive in the fact that he didn't think about how they feel if I share what I'm, the content to what I'm, what I'm sharing, is yeah. that what you mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think the thing is too, like when we think of feelings versus takes he he just focused on the feelings. He did not take the context into right. into consideration because his brothers didn't like him, and mm-hmm. his brothers didn't like him because he was a favorite child. Nobody likes a favorite kid <laughs> in the family unless you're the favorite kid. That is, yeah. And he didn't get it, and so. Had he taken that context into consideration, there would have been he would have been able to feel privileged and and thought about how he delivered this message or whether or not he was going to
0: but anyway he did anyhow so so just 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 for the sake of the listeners this dream this, this Joseph is found in the book of Genesis, and uh, if you don't know the story, basically his dream showed that his brothers bowed down to him and in in, in in certain ways, so he's basically sharing with his brothers. Hey, I had a dream, and you guys all bow down to you. All yeah. bow bowing down to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> not not only am I the favorite child in the house right now, my father really loves me more than everybody else. But sometime in the near future, I'm going to be elevated even further, wow. and you wow. guys are going to bow down to me.
0: Yeah, that's where the naivety is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insensitive. <laughs> we might think even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: And then it, it goes on. So, obviously, his brothers did not receive that the way he intended. And they decided to get rid of him because they were sick and tired of him at this time. And so, we follow that story between Genesis 37 and 45. And they threw him in a well. And he gets sold to, in, to Egypt. His father, though, when he shared it, initially, the feelings his father had, he decided to, you know, rebuke. Joseph, but I f- that I think was just a feeling at the time. However, what he did was he considered it. The Bible says he was mindful of it, so he, he paid attention to it. He, he kept it, he tucked it away somewhere in the back of his mind. This is the father. This is the father. Mm. He, he didn't share that with the brothers. Mm. Joseph goes on to Egypt, he gets sold as a slave, he's bought by um important person called Potiphar and he works in Potiphar's house and over that time you know he's away from his family and I think he's learned his lesson about just going on with how you're feeling and over time there's a sense of maturity in him so he's beginning to make decisions less on feelings and more on principle mm-hmm. his reliance on God seems to be has grown a lot because so he if you look at um, Genesis 39, mm-hmm. it talks about the fact that Potiphar's wife, she fancies him. He's a good-looking fellow, yeah. that Joseph. Yeah. And she lays eyes on him, and she actually approaches him. She waits. It's good context. Nobody else is in the house. And she comes to him, and she says, lie with me. Mm. And if you just jump on to verse, so verse 9 of chapter 39, it says this. There is no one greater in this house than I Nor have Potiphar kept back anything from me but you Because you are his wife How then can I do this great wickedness And sin against God Against God Yeah So we we see this shift in Joseph Mm. From just being impulsive and working with feelings To starting to work via principles And faith
0: Yeah You know yeah, that's, that's a good point, because who wouldn't want to have an heir to the to, to this wife, you know, like uh, to have a child to her, uh, to, with her, and that, the, the verse that you just brought up, his thoughts are, it's not, oh, um, why would I do this in case somebody puts it on Instagram or something like that? He's he's saying, this is a sin against God. So that principle he's talking about has gone from that naive wanting to share his drink to somebody that's, no, I don't want to do wrong by God. Yeah, oh, that's right. And he's a slave in Egypt.
1: Yeah, and yeah. That, and that's the thing. Like, it's not as though he's 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 still not favored. He's he's the hired help in his dad's house. He was like the one who probably didn't get to do anything. Like, wow. his other brothers took care of him. Yeah, here he is still the hired help.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, but, huge contrast.
1: Yeah, but now he looks beyond his context and he focuses more on the principles. Mm. His state of being is way more important than what he's feeling in the moment.
0: Mm. Wow, that's that's uh, that's awesome! And wh- where do you think that growth came from, Donna?
1: I believe the fact that you know, as as a Jew, he would have been very family oriented, and his father, no doubt, would have taught to him a lot about God. Oh yeah. You know, and I think
0: he was responsible than Yeah, restful like God. his
1: father would have shared all those experiences with him. So he knew that God is real. God was you know God was definitely alive and God isn't just a God in a particular location.
0: <laughs> do you think do you think possibly as Christians, Donna, <laughs> do you think there's ever a time in our positions that we believe that God's looking out for us, and that we could be quite naive when we, when life is going so well. Everything, everything just seems crazy, you know. God's putting things in our in our lane. Uh, everything's working out just beautifully, and we could say, Well, oh, praise God. God's looking after me," you know. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if we come across naive to others as we share these these things. I'm, I'm, I don't want to discourage people sharing, but yeah. I wonder if we could fall in that. Yeah,
1: and I think sometimes. We definitely need to think of context. If we think of, of Jesus, Jesus did it. When he healed the lepers, he said to them, don't tell anybody. Mm. Go first to the priest. Present yourselves and then... And then he can say something. So Jesus was trying to teach them principle again over feelings. They were elated that they were healed. And what do we do when we get good news? You tell we them them tell Hashtag healed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know?
0: Hashtag blessed. Don't
1: do that. <laughs> you know. And it's really important because it's like sometimes if you you're going through something and somebody's going through something, they're not having as good a time as you are. You're sharing your blessing. Can actually discourage that person, and so that's why the principle is important because God wants us to, He wants us to to be sensitive to others, sensitivity, being sensitive and compassionate. Wow, that's a principle. Yeah, yeah. And that trumps how you're feeling.
0: Yeah, this, this is this is this is great. So it's not just you know I realize now that we're not just talking about individually as um, when you're going through hard times to have uh, faith over feeling just also as a witness this is what we're talking about now because let's give an example I I remember sitting down in a group talking about certain things and one of the one of my friends he was going through a divorce Um, wasn't wasn't a good time you know so we're trying to encourage him whatever and somebody else brought up the fact you know how great his wife is you know that he's there and blah I was like yo you know Uh, I was trying to throw I was trying to derail the conversation derail his thing like you could see, he was really happy to share it, but I was thinking this was inappropriate, mm. you know. Like I've got an awesome wife too, you, you know. But I was—I'm not about to talk about that because we're trying to help our brother right now, mm. you know. And so that's that could be naive, you know. So yeah. and, and, and even being a blessing just by ensuring that we uh, keep our feelings, um, what's the word? Moderated. Yeah. Moderated, right? Because the the comparison of Joseph from being that guy to I don't want to sin against God, you know. It, it makes me wonder. Have you ever imagined or thought what was Joseph's self-talk as he was in that caravan going from the hole in the ground to Egypt? Not very
1: positive. <laughs> Definitely not very positive. You know, but I think it was an eye-opener for him. Oh yeah. And I and I know from personal experience when you have those times where mm. you've done your thing and God is seemingly not coming through you spend lots of time wrestling with God like why did you let this happen yeah. and do you know what they are the times we grow because we start off with the, why why did you let this happen this is horrible and if we spend enough time with God that narrative changes oh, and it gets amen. way past how we're feeling and we start to see the bigger picture we start to learn to focus on our state of being mm. we start to look at things the, the things we can't touch this you know compassion and and all those other things and we we stop looking at God as Santa or the two series yeah, doing all
0: good things yeah and yeah. we
1: start to look at it as a partnership for others
0: oh man I'm looking forward to this uh this is this, uh, the continued discussion. We're going to go into um, a, a break now. But before we do, uh, I want you to remember that, that I listener to the question. What's your favorite phrase or even a Bible promise that gets you through hard times? Please share that with us on 488 891 And also, um, we've, got a, we've got a free book offer. So stay, stay tuned to hear the code later on. It's called Finding Peace in a World of Worry. Finding Peace and a lot of worry. So here's our listening question again. What's your favorite phrase or even a Bible promise that gets you through hard times? Please text that through. Love to hear from you. 0488-880-891. And um, our next song is called Trusting You by Eleni. Trusting You.
2: Letting go of every single dream. One down at your feet Every moment of my wandering Never changes what you see I've tried to win this war, I confess My hands are weary, I need your rest No matter what I face, you're by my side sing so in all things be my life and breath I want what you want Lord and I think Made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
0: You're listening to Tassie Encounters of faith, faith FM with Donna Shepherd, And we've just been talking about uh, faith over feelings. If I'm a Christian, uh, why am I unhappy? And we've been comparing the state, of, uh, what's the state of feelings. State of being. State of being versus the state of feeling, right? And and when you said it in the beginning of the program, I, I had temporary versus, yeah, well, you know, the... the the
1: more permanent,
0: yeah. yeah the more that's permanent. exactly that's what a, it is. Oh wow!
1: Feelings are temporary, oh, you very say, temporary, you you and, and feel are scared smart. of being, yeah.
0: Thanks, Nana. And so we've been talking about um, Joseph going from a place of being naive, and we see him transitioning now to like a quite wise, hmm. quite wise. So how did that happen?
1: So I guess like where we finished off was the whole idea that. So wisdom is a state of being, you know. And it's it's always
0: it's, That's it's, a good point. I did not want to miss that. Yeah. <laughs> wisdom is a state of being. Being. Correct. Being. Yeah, yeah, that's so true.
1: And I think so what's happened is over time Joseph has learned that yes, I will have feelings. Things will make me sad, things will make me angry, but my story shouldn't stop there. Yeah. That's a bit of a bump in the road. What I need to pay attention to is the bigger context. And our bigger context is how am I honoring God in this whole thing? Mm. But not only that, how am I representing God to others? So we fast forward a lot of years. So he's got put in prison because of this accusation of part of his wife, because after he said no, she cried rape. <laughs> Um, but while he's in the prison, he interprets dreams and people tells him and Pharaoh has dreams. And so he goes to Pharaoh's house and he's there and Pharaoh realizes, oh, my goodness, I need to put you in charge of this. Mm. You're quite wise. Yeah. And so his wisdom and his discipline has caused him to move up the ranks. Right. It so happened that the dream was about famine and Egypt really prepared for seven years of of Fam- pl- 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 They had seven years of plenty And they stashed away all sorts of things Because it was also going to become A commercial thing for them And for the seven years of famine Back at home His father sent his, his brothers to Egypt
0: mm-hmm. To buy food Because they got supplies
1: Yeah Now the day comes When these people These Israelites turn up And They come to Joseph at that time, he sees them. He recognizes them. They don't recognize him because <laughs> now he's like no, an Egyptian. He's <laughs> Egyptian. You know, they don't. They wouldn't even think of that. They, no. they have no idea anything about that. He then is overcome by so many feelings, and he has he has a lot of thinking to do. He has to think quickly.
2: Mm. You know.
1: Time, that dream comes back. The, to the have old no dog, Jacob
0: probably came back. You know, yeah. Because the emotions would have been yes. so overwhelming. You know what I mean? Like a- that
1: dream that I got. Here is this. Yeah. now. He, you know, the anger of all the things that had happened to him, the revenge, the I told you so moment, so much must have been the going joy. through his head. Yeah, the- yeah, you know. But then it's like, so is my dad okay? Is my little brother okay? Because like, yeah, the little brother didn't come. Dad didn't come. And he's probably... The, the feelings of yeah. isolation, wow. the, the loneliness, there's so much going on in his head. But does he give in to his feelings? Or does he stick to his principles?
3: Mm. Does he
1: pull God into this picture? Now we go for it a little bit, and he does. So he does reveal himself to his brothers, but it's very interesting the way he does it. Mm. He does not come up, you know, with hands hands his on his hips. hips going, I told you so. I'd hold you <laughs> Look at this, this is me. He does not First of all, he makes it a private moment. He sends all of the Egyptians out of the room. He meets with his brothers and he in humility, so another state of being. Wow. In humility, he reveals himself to his brothers. And in the context he says to them, he, he's crying. You know, and he's crying so loudly that Egyptians can hear him. Mm. He's revealed himself to his brothers, but he's done it in a way he's like, don't worry about it, you know, you meant this for harm, but God meant this for good. Look, I can take care of my family now. Look at the steps. His brothers, who are not at that maturity, they're bent and twisted out of shape, they don't know what to do. They're still grappling with their feelings. Now, because of this, word spreads to Pharaoh, and because of his consistency, his discipline, his faithfulness, his wisdom, Pharaoh is happy to help him to get to move his entire family
3: Mm, to Egypt.
1: So, because he's been humble, because he's been wise. He's been able to... And forgiveness. Forgiveness is a big one that a lot of us struggle with. Forgiveness is one of the yeah. greatest things that we can do for yeah. ourselves and for others. But it's not a feeling. It's not something that's switched on and switched off. It's a process. It takes time. And all of these states of being are processes. They take time. Because we have to have them in spite of how we're feeling.
0: Yeah, can you Can you elaborate just a little bit on that? Because... When people hold a grudge They'll often say Oh When the time's right When I I feel Better Then I'll say That's probably not the right way to go No Okay so Can you not over what you're saying then Forgiveness is So
1: it, it goes back to Jesus says to us Come as you are Yeah he doesn't say, wait until you get better to come to me. He says, come as you are, and I will help you to go through the process. It's the same. If someone hurts us, we can make a choice to offer forgiveness to them. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness is a process of letting go of the hurt and restoring that person as an equal human being. It does not mean restoring them back to the position they were in before. It does not mean ne- negating what they've done. It just means restoring them as a fellow human being and not holding them wow you know so forgiveness is a big one
0: you saying that if we were to look at Joseph as an example of Christ he literally did that with his yeah. with his brothers you know I'm not gonna I have the power to call these soldiers <laughs> mm. you know and bring justice but that's not where my that's not where my heart is that's not where my head is
1: yeah how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God
0: wow wow yeah he would have seen that as the right thing to do this is what my God has shown mercy to me and I'm going to show mercy to my brothers and even in my powerful position wow that's mm-hmm. incredible
1: but do you know what he goes back to the fifth commandment on earth, oh, no. your father and your mother you know that again it, it, oh, I've heard I've someone that
0: before.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: like it's, that? it's not about feelings like I'm pretty sure every day you're not like ecstatic about what your kids or your wife are doing, but you love them because oh. love is a principle. Mm-hmm. And I think when we get to when we get to understand that love is not a feeling, we we actually don't love things. You know, it's a feel. It's it's not a feeling. It's a principle. Love is a principle. So yeah, even if saying. someone does something to hurt you, because you love them, it will take you past that moment. Yeah. So that's where God wants us to be as Christians. He wants us to live constantly in states of being.
0: Yeah. You know, it's important that you say that too, darling, because you realize, um, well, we all realize how much of a challenge it is because Hollywood and Maytown Records and, you know, the whole entertainment industry, they've sold us to the idea that love is a feeling. Mm. And you're saying something very contrary. It's like, no, it's a, it's a principle. It's a duty. I mean, you know my youngest boy, Lisa, every morning, it's, you know, like, wow, this guy's a, it's a task and a half to get this guy going, you know, and ready for school. But at the end of the day, soccer and I say, hey, hey as much as it, that annoys us, we love this kid. <laughs> you know, we've got we to gotta do what we got to do. It's our boy, you know, so mm-hmm. and we do that on principle. Not, yeah. you know, if we do that on feelings, wow, that would mm-hmm. be terrible.
1: And and that's the thing that we all need to understand. I may not, and I, I say that to my clients often, you know. Every day, I don't. I wake up and I may not feel great, but I turn up here because I know that somebody's relying on me to help them through whatever they're wow. going through. Yeah. And so, unless I'm contagious, I go to work.
0: Yes. Imagine that. Imagine we all <laughs> we judged our our every day of how do I feel.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we probably get up get up out of the bed and start the day. You know. Yep. Praise the <laughs> Lord for that. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Donna. We're gonna um, just gonna remind our. Our listeners, we have a book to give away, Um, this book is called Finding Peace in a World of Worry. It's a book by Doug Batchelor. Uh, Excessive worry can consume a person from the inside out resulting in sickness, insomnia and paralyzing fear. It can damage relationships and even our witness for the gospel. But since problems are a part of life, how do we manage the worry that comes with them? Pastor Doug Batchelor, winsome but practical finding peace in a world of worry Worry is packed with useful solutions, not only to liberate those drowning in stress, but also to prevent stress from building up in the first place. Best of all, these principles come directly from the Word of God. Make sure to stay tuned, I'll give the code after the break, but also our listeners question. What's your favourite phrase or even a Bible promise that gets you through the hard times? i to love to read or hear from you with the text, 488 880 What's your favorite phrase or even a Bible promise that gets you through the hard times? Our next song, it's an oldie but a goodie. I still love singing the songs called Give Them All by Evie. We give it all over to Christ.
2: Are you tired of chasing pretty rainbows? Are you tired of spinning round and round? Wrap up all the shadow dreams of your life.
0: listening to Taz Encounters on FaithFM and we're talking with Donna Shepherd on the topic of faith over feelings. I'm a Christian. Why do I feel unhappy? We've been looking at the character of Joseph in the Bible and just seeing the transition from going from this naive kid sharing these dreams that the brothers didn't want to hear and now in this grown mature state, he's showing wisdom where well beyond his years and the forgiveness he's showing that we just talked about in the previous section. I promise to... Um, Give a code to claim our free book offer today. There's six copies to give away, so plenty for a lot of you. But if you want to claim that copy, the code is peace, P-E-A-C-E, peace. And if you if you if you text the code peace to 0488-888-0891, you can get a copy of Finding Peace in a World of Worry. So Donna, we've been talking about Joseph. How are we going to sum this up in our last section? It's a pretty big topic, and I think using Joseph has been a really, really good example.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to bring it right home. So Joseph lived thousands of years ago. How is this relevant to you Mm. and I right now? You know. And I'm going to share my Bible. My favourite Bible text with you, but it's going to be the International Donna Version. (laughs) So it's 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. And it says, No problem or temptation or difficulty or obstacle or trial has overwhelmed you or taken control of you, except the ones that are the same for everybody else. But... God is faithful, mm. and he will not allow us to be put into any situation unless he knows we are able to bear it. And with every difficult situation, he is always going to make a way that we can get out of it so that we can bear it.
0: Mm. Amen. You know? Amen.
1: And I think sometimes it's, it's hard to hold on to that when we're in the midst of those situations. Absolutely. So I'm pretty sure when Joseph was in the you know on the way to Egypt he didn't think about that. When he first got put into prison he didn't think about that. Because yeah. that's difficult. When we're in situations it's really difficult. So wanna give us a bit of hope for that. And there are a few things that I think is important for us to remember. One is that the Bible tells us God does not change. Mm. The same God that wrestled with Jacob, his dad, was the same God who was with Joseph throughout this time. And that's the same God who's going to be there with you or I through whatever it is we go through. Wow,
0: what an amazing judgment. Yeah.
1: And God promises us in Isaiah, He says, No matter what you go through, he, he does not say you're not going to go through problems. He says, When you go through the fire, it maybe smell smoky, but it's not going to burn you up. Mm-hmm. When you go through the waters, you'll probably get wet and soggy and cold, but you won't drown. You know. Why? Because I am your God, but most importantly, you are my children. Mm-hmm. We are special to God. He loves us. We were specifically created, and God cares about us individually. You know, he also says in Isaiah, a real big book of wisdom, Mm. as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my thoughts greater than your thoughts. Yeah, My ways greater than your ways. We can't understand. And when we look at the problems, we get distracted, like I did from my race and, you know, like the brothers did in a situation. But when we look beyond that, and we trust God that nothing is going to overtake us that we can't bear, then life is different. It's about not responding to the situation, but knowing that God is going to take control. And it's not that God is thinking about taking control, it's that God is waiting for permission to take control. And once we think about it like that, we'll never not pray, we'll never not ask God for help. God is itching and waiting. He's like, "Pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me." Mm. And he's, he's there standing waiting for us, you know. Just the same that you know, athletes practice and practice and practice to get better and better and better. The more we give control over to God, the more we will be like him, the more we will be able to trust him, mm. and we will know that feelings are temporary. And you can be unhappy. You can be miserable, but it does not mean that you cannot have peace of mind, or that you cannot have joy, right. or that you cannot have wisdom, or yeah. sympathy, or empathy for others.
0: Mm, mm. It, it sounds like um, you know you can, you can. Like what you're just saying, you can be sad. You can be angry. You can have all those things, but at the same time, you can you can have the. Um, the surety that God is with me.
2: Mm.
0: You know, that's a that's a positive thing. Yeah. Do you have any um, practical tips for those that struggle to see outside the problems? Are there some uh, some things that they can do to, to distract themselves? Oh, not distract themselves, but stay focused and and not get caught up. You know, because the feelings are always going to be there. Like you you know you can't you can't turn away your feelings. Yeah. But what, what can they do to? What sort of things they can do to mm. stay on track?
1: One of the helpful things is to remember that your feelings are real. I think a lot of us mm. try to pretend that I'm not angry about this or whatever. And that's not helpful because you can feel the anxiety you can feel the feelings. Mm. So they are very much real. What's helpful is to work out why am I feeling like this and what can I do about it? Mm. You know... So, is there someone that can help? Because if you are in that state of mind, there is no way that you can fix yourself. Right. So, find a trusted person.
0: So it's good. Yeah, this makes sense because we call upon our God, and our God calls us to community. You know, so it's important that we, yeah, that we share with someone else. So that's a really good, good tip: Mm. sharing sharing with somebody else. And um, what what was the other thing you said? sharing with somebody else and ensuring that we...
1: First, recognize that your feelings are real, but try to work out why you're feeling that way. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes when we take that step back... The thing is, when we stop to analyze our process, that feeling, we take it off that loop, and it doesn't grow. It just sits in the background while we deal, while we try to work on it. Yeah. Why am I feeling like this? Yeah. Is there a particular problem? Is there something I can change? Is there one little thing I can change about this situation? Right. Is there someone who can help? You know, have a. Is there the experience? Has I has someone had this experience in the past? We just read that everybody. There's nothing that we have that nobody else has had. Find someone who has wisdom about that. Wow if, if you don't Find someone who does
0: You know It's it's um, Just you saying that has brought me uh, Brought a memory to me Where um, Somebody else did help me And I never <clears throat> I'd never done it before But they were teaching me How to pray And I was going through A situation where I was being overwhelmed You know Like feelings From everywhere I, I had all this imagination About expectations of me From other people And he taught me this thing Where um, he said Just follow me when I, when I pray I was like okay So he did this thing Where he said um, Lord uh, David's feeling really overwhelmed right now he he thinks he's uh, all on his own but it, the Bible says that He will never leave us nor forsake us so help him to believe that and then he did the same process again so he kept talking about how I was feeling and then saying the word of God and saying and then, and then he said your turn you know and then I started doing it Lord I feel like I've got no tools available but you said you'll provide for all my needs you know uh, through Christ's strength you know and then man it I felt elevated afterwards, you know, and that process, community, you know, calling on God's word. So yeah, that, that's, uh, that's some some great advice. Before we finish up, was there anything else you wanted to to share before we close off? Like uh, something that's important for the listeners you want them to know.
1: Being Christian and being successful at it isn't the same as being successful in in the way that we think about it. What it means is allowing yourself, giving God permission to take control and following as difficult as it is sometimes it's the fake it till you make it you know I need to get up and do this because this is the right thing to Mm -hmm. do so not necessarily an, an obligation kind of thing but you know we work because we have bills to pay and we do it. So we, we do this in our everyday life. Yeah. Why not in our Christian life?
0: Amen. Thank you, Donna. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. Next week, uh, same day, we're going to talk about uh, continuing the series on the minor prophets on Haggai tomorrow with uh, David Maxwell and myself as he continues the teaching of Jesus, Lost and Found. Tomorrow is talking about uh, an important parable that Jesus talks about in uh, Lazarus and Abraham. But our last song, it is uh, His Eyes on the Spirit. God. He's always got his eye on you. Always remember that God cares, just like Donna just said, and um, it's by a group called Sailor. His eye is on the sparrow. So we hope and pray that, uh, that the day ahead of you will be blessed. I pray that whatever you're going through, if you're going through a hard time at this very moment, um, have have faith over those feelings. Really uh, focus in on the fact that... Um, God's eye is indeed on you and that he cares for you.
3: I see you.